now. Welcome. For your listening pleasure, we invite ears of all shapes, colors, and sizes to experience the Audio Files Podcast. What up, everybody? It is your boy Ant back in the building. And the reason you hear me playing that, because I got to give it up to my homie Slim Shady. Well, he's not really my homie, but he's uh, my hero, Slim Shady. And uh, the Detroit Lions, I believe they just won their first game uh, since I've been alive. So, <laughs> uh, or first playoff game since I've been alive. So, kudos to them. Um, we're celebrating the Motor City right now. Um, gentlemen, welcome back. First of all, Bebo. We got Bebo in the house. Bebo, say what's up, man. Man, I go by Bebo. I had a small correction from last episode. I said Danny Brown. Do you know what I'm saying? Album was inspired by Richard Pryor's You, you Crazy Ninja. It was maybe it was, but I meant like the album cover. So if you go look at both album covers, uh, very similar. Not the content. Yeah. And um, I too. I mean, he does have a track where he. I don't know. It's like kind of his version of doing like rap stand up. It's a weird track, but um, so it could have been um, very well been. But the, the album covers are very similar. Oh, right on. Um, and um, gentlemen, man, we also got the breaded one back in the building, homie. Say what's up, hey guys. I have to go by B boy, bread boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anything. Uh, Wonder Boy. That's a good one. Yeah. Shit. I, yeah. Damn. That was good. Right down. <laughs> I was all credit goes to that because that was pretty good. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've been holding on to that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just wait till I break. Uh, yeah, you know, perfect till next time. Yeah. This is one yeah. of these days I got a punchline. Oh shit. Well, yeah. But how's how's it going, Red Boy? It's going all right, man. I dude, honestly, I feel like this month's already going by because I was. I didn't even know tomorrow was a holiday. Martin Luther King Jr. Hey, shout out. R.I.P. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Yes, Mr. Dream. I got a dream. Uh, yeah, I, I just I was like, damn, like this weekend I got plans and the weekend after I got plans. I said, it's pretty much February, dude. I don't know. Time's flying by. I'm just getting old. Yeah, I agree. I concur. You are getting old. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's still younger than us, though. He's still yeah. younger than yeah, us. He, yeah, he's not too moldy. He like. <laughs> 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 uh, and speaking of moldy, we want to give a nice shout out to the baby mamas out there. You guys be giving it. I give it up, man. You guys be looking really good in 2024. There's a lot of baby moms that just got it going on. God bless you, ladies. Um, I'll be at the door as soon as the child falls asleep. Just give me a text, and uh, you know I'll sneak my way over. Sneeko style. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, with snacks, got, with snacks ready or with what? Snacks just in case, and I'll even bring my PlayStation Five to keep that fucker preoccupied. Like, like, <laughs> like you want to play Call of Duty? You throw a fruit roll up in the living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, jumps on it <laughs> like a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we're having too much fun here and um the reason we're probably in such a uh, hilarious mood because i decided to go with uh another comedy album for this episode um uh, for those of you that don't know what we do here at the audio files we typically like to review music and albums and dope shit but um for this season we kind of kicked it off we decided to do things a little bit different go a different direction and we got some comedy albums man uh we had jew last week by Ari shafir and this week um my pick, man. Um, 
I just want to give a shout out to this guy, man. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's like, it's kind of fun. Like, I feel like Shane Gillis is like, if any one of us were to do comedy, we'd just be on stage talking shit, basically. That's basically his his deal. And a lot of comedians do that, and they, they don't do it well, you know. And it's kind of like a cheesy gimmick, too. Um, there's, you know, there's not really a lot of thought of it. It's kind of like the freestyle of your own thoughts and stuff. Was um, But he does such a well job at it. And, like, I feel like this guy's been on the come up. And so I wanted to give him his uh, flowers while he's on his ascension. So um, today, gentlemen, we got Shane Gillis live in Austin now. I know this is from 2001, but um, I feel like, I mean, I want to give you guys some time to go and see uh, Beautiful Dogs, but I feel like this is one of those kind of like classic performances that define a comic's career, even if it's just as like a stepping stone to get to where they need to go. So um, I just figured, I wanted to seriously just hear your guys' opinions on it. I feel like, figure like this is like probably one of the most contemporary comedians right now that like I kind of vibe with. And we got cats like him and Ralph Barbosa. So um, I'm, I want to put them on the radar. So um, I'm going to go ahead and give you my first thoughts when I first heard it. Um, man, it's just, I, I love the fact that he plays on his, uh, like his kind of conservative family background. You know, and it works well for him, and it works well for his observations, and uh, it kind of goes with the whole package. And I like the fact that this guy's a history buff, and like I like history too. So, yeah. um, like it's cool when you can make serious shit funny, especially if like looking back on certain events, and, and it's like oh, okay, and then kind of like make connections and make dots that we we wouldn't have thought before, or we maybe we would have thought, but we didn't like see the similarities at the time. Um, and uh, man, like I just like his 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 type of style. Like I feel like his his cadence and his rhythm is like kind of cool it's just like like i said it's just like one of us standing up on stage talking real coolly like we're not rushing anything we're not we're just trying to get our thoughts out and so i like his cadence and his timing and um man i was i just think this shit's this is kind of what i'm talking about as far as just funny pure funniness like i love this type of shit um man i'm curious to see what you guys got to think um bebo as a um comedy fan yourself what did you think um upon first listening to this one yeah, so for the audience, if you guys checked out our last episode, like Anthony was saying, we gave a little background about how Shane is part of those uh, that group of called Protect Our Parks Boys. He's one of four. Of course, the others being Joe Rogan, Ari Shafir, and Mark Normand. Um, we mentioned the show Kill Tony and how they're regulars there and on the Joe Rogan podcast. As far as stand-up comedy, for sure, I think my my top one is for sure Shane Gillis. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's the most sharpened, I think, when it comes to stand-up. Um, when it comes to the Kill Tony platform, though, I prefer Mark Normand. This guy's just super quick and witty, and, like, the shit he says is just like, man, how'd you come up with that so fast? Isn't that so crazy? So it's interesting to see how, like... Yeah, yeah, isn't that crazy how that's, like, a freestyle? Like, you know, like, the way we see battle rap and stuff like that, but, like, if it's, like, something right, live, and right. these comedians, like, who's the top, most on top of their game? You know, that, that shit's nuts. That's actually... A good parallel like battle rap would be like kill tony whereas like a written kind of thing would be more like a studio album i guess you would say is, yeah. is more you know like a stand-up set yeah and so with that being said um i hadn't seen this special i just saw his most recent one beautiful dogs like you were saying and that one had to have been like one of my favorite ones i've seen in a long time and getting to compare them you could definitely see he's like sharpened his comedy knife, so to speak, on beautiful dogs. And it was yeah. kind of cool to to hear him speak on such topics. Like you were saying, his alcohol, his alcoholic and racist uh, father, uh, <laughs> his Trump, um, him looking like he has special needs. They're, they're all ones he did on Live in Austin and in uh, Beautiful Dogs. Mm. And um, 
Yeah, I, I thought it was very similar, like you said, to, to Ari Shafir's Jew in that, like, they're kind of talking, and that's their style, and it works for them. Yeah. And it's so... It, they make it look easy for yeah, one and exactly. two i think shane gillis is also a dude that is charismatic because he just kind of seems like one of the guys that yeah. you go and have a he's beer a with hang out and you'd have a ton of fun yeah exactly he's a bro at the end of the day yeah um and yeah i i, I thought it was similar to jew where it didn't like this special it didn't make me laugh as much as beautiful dogs did but yeah. like you said i think it is classic in the sense that if you become a fan of his at some point like this is it. one of those ones yeah you yeah. need to see it to see his ascension and it's like a stepping stone special which is great mm -hmm. um but yeah man overall i enjoyed it and we'll get into some more of the specifics of like how he makes it personal and about him and those were kind of the, the points of the album that i enjoyed the most when he did make it about like his family um which you know like you said he does he's a history buff he, he loves history um but i personally liked when he talked about like his dad and his yeah. sister and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. When it's like 100% honest, can he's like, yeah, she was in her finest Heinz Ward. We're from Pennsylvania. What do you expect? Like, you know, like, <laughs> I can totally see that. He's like in her in her, her yellow Crocs. Like, you know? <laughs> he said she nodded out at, yeah. at the top. Yeah, she just pulled a Dracula. Like, <laughs> just like, yeah, dude, he's uh, he's good, man. I, I like yeah. Shane a lot. Yeah, I like I, that's I like his observations and like the like the way he takes on it. He's like 100% honest on shit like that. So, yeah, man. Um all right, Breadboy, what were your initial thoughts when you first uh heard this uh comedy album? Uh, you know, I listened to this and I was like, "Wow, what a great album here." You know? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not surprised that I've I've heard of Shingles like, you know, I've seen him like in the podcast like with Joe Rogan. I haven't really checked out too many of his stand up. Um just kind of like small clips but i think the idea that he was already he was a writer on snl even though he got you know pretty much fired from snl like being an s on a writer like you have to be like top of the line but like, that could be I, a I, was, I can't remember that could be a gift or a curse though dude because then you're stuck on snl like right now he's like doing stand-up and touring doing podcasts you know what i mean so i'm like it's kind of interesting but like you want those accolades as a comedian right Correct, but, yeah. but it, it, it could also be handcuffing too you know it's nuts yeah, I, I think it was more for me. I was just saying, like, the fact that to to be a writer on SNL, uh, I can't remember who, like, I think Andrew Santino was talking about, like, his, his like, uh, his interview for, like, trying to be a writer. And he said it was, like, super difficult because, like, you have to, like, you have to send in, like, you have to send in your jokes. You have to, like, send, like, a improv. You have to, like, do a bunch of things. So, like, you kind of have to be really well-rounded. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the people who were on SNL, like, are probably one of our favorite like comedians um so i overall was impressed i like the idea that he's kind of like not afraid to take um like some jokes like a little bit too far in the sense of like uh you know let's see people might not like it because i know like yeah. i don't know if you guys seen dave Chappelle stand up uh, yeah. this new one um but it's very close to that where he's like all right well you guys might not like this but uh here we go you know and i kind of like that um and i think i brought yeah. it up last time you want yeah. half the people to be laughing half the people to be like oh you know like that's yeah maybe not the and, way isn't, um, it's funny that every comedy every great comedian does that at one point right like you have to be like okay let's see yeah. what's the most fucked up shit i can say and who's still with me like you know it's just like a, a game like you know it's like how far can we take this yeah. you know yeah um, and i think the other part is just like how you recover from it like how you bounce from it you're like oh, yeah. all right let's yeah. move on how you transition um, yeah yeah but overall i really enjoyed it i think it's probably my i think i, I for sure enjoyed this more than the r shafir one 
Um, and I feel like, th- I think this one's like slightly shorter. I think Arch Fierce was a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, mm. but overall, I think this one was like spot on concise, went to like straight to a point, not too much fluff. Um, pretty, I, I really enjoyed it. That's all I really got to say. Right on. Um, all right. For those of you not familiar with what we do here on the audio files, usually, usually one of us selects in a music album. We go over beats and stuff like that. Favorite tracks, least favorite tracks. But since we're doing the comedies album this uh episode um we're gonna go ahead and just go favorite jokes least favorite jokes anything that stood out to us and give it a rating and um some more stuff along the way so um i'll go ahead and set it off first for favorite jokes off this project man um i love fox news dad it's just like it's like man it's it's typical it's it's him it's it's something he can relate to something i can relate to i think everybody can relate to i like how he goes like fox news dad that's a good dad uh fox news mom no like you know like you just like you know like fox, <laughs> fox news mom smokes in the, smokes in the house like yeah, that's not good like you know like you just um that shit was good um and i like the fucking um man i i like the roll tide one like the fucking oh like, yeah that's like so the, good and how he breaks in brings in the fucking um remember the titans he's like yeah that was just one football season they're like holy shit the fucking high school team's four no like so and it races and that's how <laughs> that's how big football is in america football then racism we're <laughs> like you know like, yeah and it's like oh shit and then um and then that's what he says and then he said yeah these guys uh sc came in with a bunch of black kids from uh, la and beat the shit out of alabama <laughs> like and I was like, you know what? They're not so bad. Like, <laughs> those are my brothers. Those are my brothers. Yeah, those are my brothers. <laughs> that shit was funny, dude. That shit made me laugh. Um, uh, I think also uh, the Medea goes to the moon because that's what he said. His dad called the hidden figures. Like the, the way he just said it, it was just like, whereas my dad puts it, Medea goes to the moon. <laughs> That was like the perfect racist joke for that movie title, you know. So was like that connection, dude. I was like, holy shit. Um, and then um, Trump, man. I think it's finally time that um, enough times passed where we can laugh at his stupidity. Like now, not when we were living, it was horrifying. Um, but he was a character, dude, and that's something I think we gotta admit. And I think that's what he points out. Like it's all Rand Paul's ugly. Like what? Is- <laughs> like you could do that in the big dog like, Ted Cruz has a dog wife you have a dog wife Ted like, <laughs> like yeah he just came up here, up talking shit like a fifth grader and he won these debates like, it was like <laughs> um and then um, the Special Olympics one, man, that shit was fucking funny. He's like, dude, they're all bros. Like, like all, all of them, they're, they're like, yeah. you know, it's like, he's like, they love two things, tits and John Cena. Like, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, he's like, they, oh, I want to see John Cena. He's like, oh, that's that's like the angel of death for you, bro. Like, you got to get worse. Like, you know, like, if you want to see John Cena, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's his, his it's his style of comedy like his type of humor and i see what he's trying to do so i i dig it um bebo your favorite joke sir yeah before i start i do want to preface like we've been saying on the podcast like austin is just becoming a hub for like all the biggest comedians and i believe this one was filmed at the venue called the creek in the cave um and it's it's amazing to see all these comedians just do their thing and that there's like a fucking comedy capital uh, happening right now. It's yeah. uh, speaking of which, me and Ant are gonna go see Kill Tony in in oh, LA. Yeah. They're coming through, so that that's gonna be exciting. At the forum, um, just <laughs> to piggyback, at the forum too. Yeah, that'll be fun, man. Hopefully Shane Gillis is there. Some of the some of the guys that, um, that'd from be sick. yeah, but to expand, you know, like you said, Roll Tide. He had see the other thing I liked about Shane 
um, that kind of surprises me is he did walk a very tight rope of like racism. And I mean, that's, that's the thing that's, well, he didn't want to offend the crowd, but at the same time he's in Austin and like some of the jokes, like he could tell he wasn't getting the response he wanted. And he was like, Hey, we're in Austin. Like you out of all people should be able to laugh at this. Cause we're yeah. like, we're in a red fucking state right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but the Roll Tide one where, like you said, football brings people together. And he was like, you know, if those trans people had a football team oh, yeah. <laughs> and, they, yeah. they, and they went undefeated, like, you know, maybe uh, everyone some, could. Those some tough bitches. <laughs> well, they, just need, they just need a strong-willed smash football, smash mouth football team and, <laughs> and beat Alabama. Exactly. <laughs> that shit was good. Um, Trump, like you said, he has a damn good impression of Trump. Yeah. And he touches on how ridiculous his tenure was. Um, Six Flags like i said in the beginning of the intro <laughs> talks about how he has a sister who was addicted to heroin and then overcame covid and cancer and then had like a good joke that like was kind of like rocky by the end of everything and yeah. stuff um or or when they went to the water park and yeah how it, it's just a good it's a good little pocket of of storytelling and uh like anthony said he ties it back into his hometown and really describes what a girl from pittsburgh or, or pennsylvania i should say addicted to heroin would dress like when she's uh, on that journey i guess um and then a nice little spontaneous moment that i liked was music over comedy where he's performing and there's like a music venue across the street that's oh, like yeah, really yeah. loud and he's just kind of doing some self-deprecating humor like man music's just way better than comedy like you know and i, I like that little moment um those would probably be my top ones yeah, that was impressive how he like kind of freestyled that one, you know, like the way he responded to it. Like, and yeah, I, I think that's also like a uh, a metric of a great comedian, like how like they freestyle and improv that moment, you know. It's like what you, it's like it's not easy to say the right thing at the right time, dude, and like to say the right like phrase that's terse and funny and like you know. So it's like props, man. That's skill. That's practice. That's like you know. That's time in the game. So much respect to that. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I feel like as a comedian, he's hitting all those check boxes that I expect to see in a comedian as far as being dynamic, you know? And it's like, and you want to see those things from the great ones. Like, so it's like, I don't know if like, it's like, we might be seeing the beginning of something right here, you know? So that's why I appreciate about this one. Um, all right. Uh, B, was that all you got, man, for us? Yeah, that was, that was pretty much all I had. Um, all right. What about you, uh, bread boy? Your, uh, three favorite jokes off this project. Damn. I feel like you guys kind of already said them all. Um, I think overall, I liked for sure the uh, the roll tide. I like that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Even saying the accent, maybe, uh, the way you said yeah, that. Yeah, maybe maybe because I, I just saw like Drewski's album. I don't know if you guys saw that video he did where Drewski went out and uh, Alabama played, and he like was uh, he was like acting, but he dressed up kind of like a redneck. And so he was just like, nothing mad for Bama, roll tide. And like, that's all it was. And like, people like in Alabama were like, yeah, you know, that's what's up, brother. But like, it's just him no, like trolling my, on my, people. No, my brother said, my brother's out in Florida. He says they're really like that, bro. He's like, they're roll tide, bro. Yeah. No, yeah, they really are like that. I think that's yeah. what Jerski did the video. Yeah. He, like, he's like, nobody doesn't dress like that. But he was like, short denim, you know, like shorts. With like the cutoff shirt, he was like real tight. Real tight. <laughs> uh, Bama. Yeah, uh, that shit had me laughing, dude. So um, I think Shango said that one pretty good. Yeah. Um, the Special Olympics one, dude. I, I, I he does that really well. There's like an I don't know if in this one or another stand up, he does like a another like a impression of like his uncle, 
Uncle Danny, who has oh, yeah, like Down yeah. syndrome, dude, that's yeah. that's says, just my favorite, dude. <laughs> he says that food just makes uh, grilled cheese sandwiches at three in the morning. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that's beautiful dogs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay, yeah. yeah Where'd but... you get that cheese, Danny? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, his his eyes, like the face that he does, dude, it's so good. Like, oh, great, it's, it's funny. Um, what else? I think that's two. A third one, damn, dude. If I had to do the third one. Um, I think the Trump ones is good, but I feel like that one kind of like as soon as that. I think even during the presidency, he was kind of like famous for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll go with just those two for now. This is my top top right there. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Well, let's uh do uh least favorite jokes off of the project. I didn't have a lot of least favorite jokes. I think I like pretty much everything. I don't, I don't know. It's just like you know, it is what it was. Um, but I just like the Dominican haircut, man. That was kind of like, ah, yeah. like you know what I mean. Especially for an opener. Um, they do on on the yeah. on YouTube, like when they cut it off, it actually works, you know. But like I know, I already know of that knowledge, and it kind of is just like, ah, it's like you need stronger opening, bro, like you know. And but also, I feel like that's kind of like his style, just kind of like ease into something, you know what I mean? Like not force it. So like I don't know, you know what I mean? But I want to see like give me a dope. I want to see a dope opener for me, bro. So. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. just uh, my little critique. Uh, what about you, Bebo? Least favorite uh, joke? Yeah, I had that one too. And I, for the sentiments you said, I think for opening the the, the album or whatever, it was like a okay. Yeah. I see what he was trying to do. He was yeah. just trying to bring attention of like, hey, I'm gonna make fun of myself first before I get into it. Yeah, type of thing. But uh, I think it could have been stronger, like you said. So that was that. And then the second one, or I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you're right. I think we'll save it for later for uh, our producers, Chair Dilly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um. I had Southern Border. Uh, that one was okay too. Like, it, I feel like uh, that one could have been a little stronger. It was, it was just okay. Um, I know yeah. that was like, a, I think a shorter track, if I'm not mistaken. But those were like two, two of the weakest points on the album for me, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Bread Boy, least favorite jokes uh, off this project. Uh, that's kind of hard. I feel like I was. Uh, they were all pretty good. I guess the one that people mentioned is the. Um the border one yeah. and it's not that i'm mexican i'm just like <laughs> probably is more just not as strong his other ones are pretty good i yeah. don't know i feel like he can work he can workshop that one yeah it's not yeah. that it's bad it's just it didn't hit as strong as the other ones yeah um i feel like the other like small jokes like the, when he was talking about the homeless people it was more just like making like small comments and i think maybe that's just like the only like small like fluff that you do in your stand-up you know where like you're not really making a joke you're just kind of making a statement and some people kind of find it funny yeah um i don't know man i think that's probably that one that main uh, that's the only one that can stick to my mind right now all right uh gentlemen if uh we're gonna play producer's chair um for i mean as as a comedy album what do you think you could do to improve the set overall um, I think I kind of mentioned mine. I think I, I say you just start out with Fox News dad. Like, hey, how's everyone going? Oh, I see a lot of you guys. You guys all have Fox News dads. Like, boom, we could start off like that. And it would have been perfect intro. You know what I mean? And I think that's a strong enough joke for a good intro. Um, but, you know, uh, live and learn. So um, now that we see what the next project is, like, good shit. I think he did do definitely learns from that shit. So, um, you know, uh, good shit, man. Uh, Bebo, what would you do, sir, um, to improve the set? Yeah, like I said in the beginning, I personally liked where he got really personal with it. I thought he really started to cook on the album where he brought up the story about his sister who was addicted to heroin. And like you said, he started to describe how like how she dressed, how she talked and how like they had to trick her. And he was like, don't feel sorry for me. She's good now. She's like sober. Uh, he And I feel like 
like you said, it's kind of cheating because I've seen beautiful dogs and and I feel like he did expand on more personal stories on that one. Yeah. So like he did do that, but I, I wish there would have been like a little more of that on this one because I, I just absolutely like that was my favorite part of this album, no doubt about it, was him talking about his sister yeah. and uh, just the whole concept of taking her. They lied to her and said they were going to take her to a theme park, but then he actually takes her to a theme park. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have an intervention for He was like, she had the best day of her life. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, she was on heroin riding roller coast was like she wanted to do it again like yeah, <laughs> i don't do think it. i helped her yeah. <laughs> i'll do it again in like three months like, you're just like... <laughs> oh man oh so let's see um all right bread boy man uh what would you do uh to improve the uh comedy set my friend uh honestly i feel like this one like i mentioned i feel like this one was more really like concise uh stand-ups compared to like the ari shafir one yeah um and i feel like in this one he was kind of just trying out jokes the first time so mm. honestly he probably could shorten this just like slightly you know just by a little bit and just make it like ideally like what he wants um although it'll be interesting to see how he like goes after this because i mean as a comedian you kind of always have something different yeah um so i kind of want to see what his approach is for his next stand-up of like how he goes about the down syndrome one's always really good um the trans one i feel like it's always like a trending topic it's kind of like the whole dave Chappelle thing yeah. Um, or like people keep bringing it up but at the same time it's like like i don't know um sometimes you just go with the trends and trump was like the main the last main thing for the last four or five years is kind of like what everyone's been making fun of mm. um he is a history buff so i honestly i'd like to see how he goes about teaching history and just making it really funny yeah i think that's probably the, a good like approach in my opinion yeah for either not necessarily for this one but for like the next ones no yeah i agree um, like, or actually maybe for this one you too he could have done that you could have just done like more yeah, history stuff yeah yeah um i agree i think he seems to be in his bag when he finds like shit that like seems like not that like funny in history and he fucking makes it like super fucking funny like you know what i mean like um i don't want to know spoilers but definitely check out uh beautiful dogs where he talks about george washington um oh that's that's like one of my favorite yeah. like pockets of that one oh, yeah dude when he goes to visit the house yeah, yeah so so definitely go check that shit out but uh yeah man i think uh this is a it's a solid project it reminds me of, like those like 40 minute stand-ups early stand-ups that like comedy central used to have in the early 2000s like when they started really refining their shit yeah and that's yep. kind of that was kind of yep. like the metric of like uh what a decent or like you know the it comedian could do like you you can give solid 40 minutes and then like then the next expectation is like an hour and 15. It's like, oh shit, can you be that funny for that long and that original and that new and fresh? So um, I definitely say he's like, he's, I mean, I'm a fan now. Like, uh, it just is what it is. Um, but I feel like he's got a lot more room to grow. And I think I agree if we keep, if he keeps talking about history, like maybe something about World War II or some shit, like, and make it super fucking funny. Like, I don't know. I think that would be good for his bag. But uh, yeah, so. Um, do we have anything for the check me out gentlemen um i think we all agree go check out uh beautiful dogs on netflix true true um, um i got one i i'm a big fan of danny brown like i said and his podcast and he actually had shane gillis as a guest so i'm gonna throw that on there hmm um alrighty um uh, let's see i got uh, i mean just go ahead and check him out on joe rogan he's funny whenever he's with joe rogan on his podcast so go check that shit out um i recommend seeing both the the um the movie and i mean you know the video and listening to the, the album so um definitely two different vibes um 
yeah all right with that being said um let's go ahead and give this thing a rating a second rating for the year being more consistent this year so um i'm gonna go ahead i feel like i don't know i feel like it was funny but i feel like it wasn't like uh the greatest of all time you know what i mean like it's just it was good for what it was at the time in his career um i think it's like an 85 so i'm gonna go ahead and give it a 4.25 4.25 on that which is basically a 4.2 so um but yeah I, I feel like yeah it's like about an 85 uh what about you vivo your rate for this project yeah, like I said, this one reminded me a lot of Ari Shapir's Jew. Uh, I liked both of them kind of equally. I do give the slight edge to this one, but I also think this is like a solid B. I'm going to go 4.2 probably. Oh, yeah. 4.2. Um, all right, Bread Boy. Bread Boy, Bread Boy. 4.2. 4.2, yeah. Yeah, because I think I gave Ari Shapir's a 4, and I think this one was slightly better. Yeah. All right, let's see. Let me total that up. Let's see uh if we could get a drum roll please mm -hmm. we have a 84 percent yep not bad two out of five that's i say and i think that's only not just because bad at all. yeah i think it like you know the way, we, the way we said that like ari shafir like he got really good at the end and if he would have been like that that would have been a probably like a solid 90 you know what i mean I feel like the same way, right, like, right. like if he gets geared up like the way he was on um, the his uh, the Six Flags joke, like that, if he gives that same energy, that same, same like amount of detail for every joke, it's like, it's funny because like sometimes you're like, oh, you don't want to hear too many details, but it's like with him, like you want to know every detail because it paints a better picture with it. And it's like, it makes it even more funny. So um, yeah, man, I think if he does that for solid, I'd say, yeah, give me an hour, man, or yeah, 50 minutes at least of some solid shit. Um, I think you quickly rise to the top of comedians out right now. It's kind of like rappers, you know, it's like, hey, who's putting out shit? Who's not putting out shit? Um, if you could put out shit right now when no one else is putting out shit and you kill it, um, you know, it's just, it's that, just that thing. So, exactly. Um, all right. I believe. And, th and this was like a, a small YouTube video too. If, if like, uh, Shane was a rapper, this would be like the equivalent to like a mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like he put it out for free and stuff. Yeah. And then he built up to that Netflix special, which I do feel like is, you know, that is a lot more refined and I enjoyed that one better, but that is years apart. I mean, he had time to grow to a beautiful dog. So yeah, uh, like we said, go check that one out too. Yeah. I think like when we do compare uh, our musicians um, and we, we, you know, critique them, we always expect some kind of evolution, some kind of growth. And I definitely think we see that here with uh, Shane Gillis from, from this, from live in Austin to um, beautiful dog. So uh, kudos, Mr. Gillis um all right i believe we have our first ever move well, not our first ever but our first movie shelf of this season <clears throat> bebo what do you got for us i actually got one in the pocket too so go for it though oh hell yeah, yeah. um so this one it's gonna be you know along the lines of of the comedy stuff we've been doing and we talk about joe rogan's comedy club which is called the comedy mothership it's alien themed and it's in austin and um we were talking about it before we started to record but i'm not sure if joe rogan knew before or after he bought the building but it used to be owned by a cult and joe rogan's talked about it on his podcasts that there is a documentary called holy hell i checked it out on the peacock app i'm not sure if it's still on there it could be on tubi um if you guys want to check it out but it's a, it's a documentary film by one of the former cult members called will allen who basically talks about his experiences and interviews other former cult members uh it's basically about this cult leader who's from south america 
and basically had aspirations to become a Hollywood actor. And he actually did get a really small part in the 1968 movie Rosemary's Baby, uh, funny enough, but that was like his biggest thing. And after he just kind of didn't make it, this guy got a hypnotherapy license and he took it to West Hollywood where he was starting a meditation group. And he basically claimed he could uh, uh, help you speak to God. And they would do retreats in Mammoth Mountain, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, hell yeah. I, I apologize if I got some of the details wrong. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. But um, yeah, and then there was an era, I think in the 90s or early 2000s, uh, where the government was cracking down on cults and they got really worried. So they had to move and find a new location, which they relocated to Austin, Texas. It's saying here in 1992, oh, where one of the cult members, uh, I think it was an architect. So this cult leader had the members fund it and build it. And basically this building was used because, I mean, this man was uh, gay. He was super into like theater and putting on plays and shit. So he would... Uh, it would crack me up because there's uh, footage of him being like really hard on the cult members when they're practicing like plays. Like he'd be mad at the women if they didn't get like a certain move right. And he'd no, have like everyone practice like super hard. Yeah, exactly. For like five days out of the week for like a year straight. And then they would put on this huge performance and then record themselves. And it was just only for themselves. Like nobody would attend but themselves. And that's what this building was used for. And eventually, again, um, once the cult started to dis, you know, I'll save the specifics for when you watch the film, but they had to relocate again. And then the building was abandoned. They had to sell it. And that's where Joe Rogan came in. And um, yeah, this, this man, the cult leader was doing obscene things to some of the uh, to, to the guys again I'll leave the details for the documentary but it's absolutely bananas it's even more crazy that, that the cult leader did not get in trouble because he wasn't doing anything illegal technically yeah. but um, he was definitely taking advantage of a lot of the cult members um, so it's 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 a must watch in my opinion it's like you can't even like you, Anthony said you can't make this shit up you know you, you just can't <laughs> Yes, that's uh, one of my uh, favorite uh, sayings. You'll be probably hearing a lot of that uh, this season. Um, <laughs> and again, it's called Holy Hell. Go and check that out. That's my movie shelf for today. Um, speaking of um, you can't make this shit up, um, I also got a movie shelf with, um, man, um, as you know, you guys know that I'm like, you know, I'm educated and I get some pretty, you know, decent vacation days. Um, that's kind of like, you know, I, I go, go, go. I'm all about my work Monday through Friday, but during those vacation days, that's when I catch up with the things that I haven't seen on Netflix or whatever and get some finally like, some time to unwind and check that, that you know, kind of do my own binge watching. But, um, yeah, man, I stumbled across this one. You guys know us, um. We're big fans of professional wrestling. I, myself, I'm a huge fan. I love just to hear, like, not only, like, you know, the storylines of, you know, the shows and all that shit, but, like, I like to hear these guys, like, personal lives and stories, man. It's crazy how, like, all this shit intertwines. Like, so-and-so fucks some, like, some, someone else over so they didn't become what they were supposed to become. Or it's just, like, it's, like, crazy Shakespearean drama, you know? And it's these, like, people's lives, like, playing out, like, and their dreams and aspirations and shit. So, um, um, Netflix has a, a show called Wrestlers, and it's fucking crazy dude it's uh, for this oh this promotion called ohio valley wrestling and you remember that guy uh used to walk around with a head and say what does everybody want remember al snow yeah. yeah well he yeah. runs this bitch right and it's like an old and like the only reason he's running it be, is because when you know he was coming up this was like the spot to learn like real training like you know and that's where like a lot of these cats like came through 
and and so like he has all this information from the you know from his wrestling days but it's just like it's kind of funny he goes back they go back to his career and it's like he's like yeah i wish i would have never did the the gimmick because like i was a better wrestler than that and he was a tech very good technical wrestler like he would put people in locks and shit and like he was good at that but it wasn't flashy at the time now we kind of they kind of remold that character and you know make make new bret hearts every day now but um like so he stuck to that head gimmick and like i think the jerry the king long gave him the idea to and ever since then like, he kind of like got demoted to like the the minor leagues because of that shit just because like it's a bad look you know what i mean and it's like oh fuck and so it's like it's not that like he failed but it's just like well that's where his life capped out you know and so like he goes back and wait teaches. wait wait but, uh, let, let me stop you there for yeah. the, the audience and myself included like remind us what the head thing was like oh explain yeah, that to yeah. Us. well so yeah i mean if you might not have uh grew up in the 90s like uh, like we did um he actually had a like a mannequin that like you know he would walk around and hit wrestlers with and that was like his gimmick like and he was like a like a maniacal dude just walking you know a psychopath walking around with a head hitting people like, you know and he would say what does everybody want and the crowd would say head and what is there and so that was like the running joke you know <laughs> what does everybody need head ah ha, ha. so you know the sex ramp 90s you know so um and so it was like a running joke you know and then but like that's all it became that like no one saw him in any other light and so it kind of capped his career um and so like i mean he saved his money he was a smart dude but he just comes back to like you know basically coach at this wrestling facility and you see all the characters man the cast of characters these young kids they got this 36 year old dude this guy is like he's like trying to fucking keep his life together dude like he's just like one of those fuck up guys from ohio and the same thing homegirl's pregnant like or she had a kid at a young age her mom did the same thing who's also a professional wrestler they're trying to make it out they want to go wwe like it's crazy bro like and you know there's backstabbing and all kinds of shit and like it all fucking comes together like into her i don't want to spoil it but like al snow's got to come with grips with like who he is like you know what i'm saying like it's kind of like, hey, it's like, you're not just a nobody, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, even though you, you look at people like The Rock and Austin, like, oh, they fucking made it. It's like, well, maybe that's not your purpose in this whole game and tapestry. So it's, it's, it's pretty dope if you're a wrestling fan, fan of the human spirit, fan of Shakespearean drama. Like I said, definitely check it out. Like, it's kind of funny they say wrestling's fake, but like like I said, you can't write this shit. Some of the shit that all these parallels and these people's lives intersecting and crossing, and it's like, holy fuck. It's like, oh, is that God, dude? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, so yeah um definitely go check it out it's good and i think it's like a good eight ten episodes long so like you could really binge watch this shit like i remember i was making food and i was just like oh fuck i stayed up to like four in the morning i was like oh shit uh it's just that good so go check it's called the wrestlers just wrestlers yeah um yeah it's a documentary it's like it's kind of like the last chance university kind of vibe kind of deal um but it's good shit man okay um, that sounds good, yeah. Yeah, so definitely go check it out. Um, alrighty, and uh, do we have any news <laughs> other than uh, I think uh, those uh, they're finding tunnels in New York or something like that, like. <laughs> Under these really? synagogues, yeah, under these synagogues, and like I just been seeing memes, like oh, they, no wonder they were calling Drake the Underground King, like you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been perfect time for uh, the Arsha Fear stand up, right? To review it with you. <laughs> right? Oh man, um, yeah, and then, uh, speaking of Drake, man, uh, does he really have like a Drake pyramid that like? <laughs> <laughs> that they're building for him like a monument to drake i wouldn't like, be surprised his tomb, like 
I'm like, is that that's got to be some PR, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's real. Right, right. They're like, I'm like, there's no way, dude. They're like, and they even, he's even got a room for Twenty One Savage. Like, <laughs> 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 like he's his cat or his something. His mansion, his real mansion, does look crazy though. I think he has like light, LED screens for each album he's made in his mansion. Like, it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, dude, it's nuts, bro. Yeah, that kind of money, that kind of oh, dude, there's no way. <laughs> Like, if I win the lotto... Basketball court, yeah. full-on tournaments, you know? Yeah. I won't tell nobody, but there will be signs. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, do we have song, any songs of the week? Anything that you guys been vibing with? Anything that uh, just came up, man, close to your heart for whatever reason? Uh, we'll go with you first, sir. Yeah, Kid Cudi just dropped an album, and I, I like one of the singles. It features Pharrell and Travis Scott. It's called At The Party. I'm really digging this uh, single from the album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, man, uh, I just came. I just re- got myself reintroduced to Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> and, nice. Nice. And, man, Goodbye to Romance is just such a crazy ballad, man. Like, dude. Uh, Ozzy doing his thing. Ozzy being Ozzy. Fucking God, dude. I'm, I'm all for it. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I've, I've been snowboarding, man, a lot lately. We went, just came back from um, Snow Valley. No, Snow Summit up in Big Bear. And, man, dude, like we were fucking rocking and rolling. Um, and one of these, these songs, man, it gives it gets me pumped up every time, builds up my confidence. I got to give it up to Beans, man, with Humble, man. Just fuck being humble. It won't get you far. Like, I'm like, dude, and yeah, like that shit comes on and I'm ready to fucking like hit any jump, bro. I'm like, let's go. Let's do it. You know? So uh, shout out to Beans. <laughs> nice. Um, Bread Boy, what do you got for us this week? Uh, for songs of the week, there's this song uh, called Charge It by NE. And uh, it's a remix. They have uh, it features Smino. So classic, um, you know, something really dope to check out. Uh, Kenny Beats also, one of the songs from his Louis album, uh, Hold My Head, Fire. Um, definitely want to check it out if you guys haven't. It's probably, I, I actually revisited the album. I really enjoyed it. Um, so those two songs for me. Fucking hey, Kenny Beats, man. We need another album between uh, fucking him and, uh, whatchamacallit? Denzel? Yeah, Denzel, Denzel Curry. Yeah, dude, we need another project from them too, like ASAP. Like another crazy high energy project, and then fucking Killer Mike comes in for a few tracks and dips. Like <laughs> so, uh, man. Uh, speaking of projects, what are we reviewing next week, Red Boy? I believe you got the pick, my friend. Uh, there's too many options, man. Uh, well, actually, I have a couple. Caliuchis. I, I did think about that. I did think hey. about that. It's it's on there. It's uh actually it is, but. Are we still going to be doing what's this year, or should we go also like anything that was done last year? I say it's so early in the Whatever year. Whatever you want. Yeah. I say we can still pull from last year. All right. So um, we've been kind of changing it up. We did the comedy. Um, I think we'll have to do some psychedelic rock for this one. Ooh. Um, oh, yeah. There's there's a band called Psychedelic Porn Crabbits. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar um but there's an album it's called franzoli so far i listened to one song from the album um i want i want to know how you guys like it i i someone put <laughs> oh, yeah. i don't know who put it me sounds like a this. classic red boy pig dog he always does his like, yeah, oh, yeah. just one song and then the whole fucking album's tight you're like dude bro <laughs> it's that one song and then, and then this year's different like damn that, that one song was the only thing that <laughs> was really yeah. the entire album sucked yeah just, someone put me on like i was uh i was like at a like a game night like just playing board games and some guy i was like yeah dude i just checked out this band psychedelic porn crumpets and i was like hold up 
Did I hear you right? Did you say porn crumpets? He's like, yeah, dude. It's like you're fucking right. Yeah. I was like, I gotta look this shit up, dude. So I like saved it, and then I I realized they list, they dropped an album last year. I was checking it out. I was like, fuck, dude, this shit is porn, man. So um, hopefully, hopefully you guys like it. But uh, I I haven't listened to all of it. I just listened, like I said, that first song. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> just orgasms over funk guitars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's just an album of uh everyone fucking <laughs> oh man um, the cult of audio files man the cult of audio files yes uh come join us <laughs> like, uh, literally <laughs> oh man oh shoot um on a serious note though um i just remembered uh I want to give a shout out to Noah Khan, man. I know we uh, we rec- we reviewed his album uh, Stick Season uh, earlier this year, man, and or last year, uh, 2023. And I believe his album came out in 2022 of October. And uh, I think in December, December 3rd, he be uh, he performed on Saturday Night Live. So I just think it's crazy that like a year later, he's finally getting like his recognition. And like I'm glad that we were able to kind of see that that ascension as well. It's kind of cool to be a part of and like actually dig into the album, see what he's all about. So. Um, um, good job too. I, I say that that was probably the album of the year last year. I would say. I don't know in, in my regards, but um, yeah, man, good stuff. No comment, man. Crazy that like like I said, we've all been kind of connected to it, so it's nuts. Um, all right. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? I I had one more question before we leave. Um, I mean, maybe we should have saved it for you know when we hit that hundo, but just real quick. What are some artists that we've reviewed that you guys really, really like enjoyed? Maybe one or two that stick out that you know for damn sure you wouldn't have listened to if it weren't for like the podcast. I'd say for sure that Noah Khan album. You know what I mean? Like I would have probably like, who cares? Especially because I get so, especially nowadays, because I I hate when everyone gets all hyped up over something and I don't want to like, you know what I mean? So it's like it kind of turns me off. And so I probably wouldn't heard that shit if it wasn't for this podcast. Um, nice. You got any bread boy? Rodrigo, you know she. Ah, that's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. I usually like yeah. pop, but I, f- I feel like with like the newer ones, like I've just kind of been like just not re- like I listen to some of the songs, you know, but not it's like you know Billie Eilish. I haven't listened to a full album, but I know like one or two songs, so that's how I felt. So because we reviewed the album, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a shot. And same thing with Noah Khan. Noah Khan, um, I do listen to a little bit of it, you know, like that that genre. Like I'm more of like a hosier person. Um, Mm-hmm. Just because, uh, like, my fiance really like listens to that, but um, the Noah Khan one caught me by surprise. I will say, yeah, that. yeah, most doubt. I would say the Sampha, Sampha one, man. Like, I probably wouldn't have fucking, uh, you, you know, I was like eating your vegetables. Like, nah, you, I don't want to. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're like, you know what? I do like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, they're pretty good if you cook them right. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. Oh man. Um, I, probably, I think mine. Uh, I. I Oh, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was ahead. gonna say probably uh, probably wouldn't have heard Drake also. Who knows? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's low key kind of facts. Probably would have heard like two songs and that's it. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to piggyback off what Brett Boy said for sure. Olivia Rodrigo. I think I mentioned it on the on that episode. Like out of all the pop artists we've done so far, that's I think she's been my favorite. Um, and then the number one though is like it's hip hop, but. I don't think I would have checked out Denzel if it weren't for you guys. And True, I really yes. like Denzel now. Yeah, Denzel, yeah. Really? In fact, okay. I, 
I bought some vinyl because of you guys, you know, of his. And, um, yeah, I really like him. So what's going on? His uh, shout out to you guys for that one. Yeah, exactly. No, I really like his stuff, man. He's talented as hell. And I know there was like one more. Uh, who was it? I'm glad to hear that. Oh, man. There was there was one more that sticks out to me. Um, I know before we started recording, Breadboy, I think you had chosen a West Side Gun. I don't think I would have checked him out if it weren't, weren't for you. Don Tolliver, I really like, too. I think you picked oh, that one yeah. as well. Um, just a bunch that you guys have picked. Check out that uh, West Side Gun one, the, the one I sent you I guys. did. Colin I Ash. did, man. It's pretty... Yeah, the one with Schoolboy Q, that one, that one goes, man. It's pretty good. I almost thought about choosing that one, but I feel like anyone could have chosen that. Just because I feel like we're all into it, so I was like, in case yeah. it's always a good one to check out later, just because um, for sure we're at the beginning of the year. But uh, change it up. I feel like I've done a couple of Griselda records last year, so I was like, uh, I'll let someone else choose it if they want to. But uh, I'm glad you guys checked it out. If you guys haven't, yeah. uh, definitely check it out. Yeah, also, oh, yeah, man. Also, I liked uh, Reasons New Beginnings, man. Like that was like a refreshing like hip hop album at the time. Like that shit fucking really. I was I was rolling with that for a while um yeah let me see yeah man good stuff good stuff um all right go ahead and check us out on insta at the audio files podcast um we'll be doing songs of the week we'll post those up for you just in case you want to see the videos we like you know show a little bit of our personality um and um if you I mean you want to slide in the dms you know ask for dick pics it's all good like you know we're not <laughs> we're inclined to you know um please you so whatever we can do to make that we happen. got them on deck yeah. Got them on deck. Autographs. Just ask who's you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same size. Just like. <laughs> 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 uh, can, uh, that's mine. <laughs> pick, pick it out. The veins up. are just arranged yeah. differently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine's got a mole on it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, shoot. Uh, this is good stuff. Already uh, two episodes into season five. Um, but just like everything with time, we get better, just like red wine, um, and you babe mamas that stay fine. So we'll catch y'all next week. Check us out again on our Insta, hit us up and we'll see you next time. Peace. Hey.